recording? Oh, good. That good. Re- that recorded me, did it? Going, <laughs> and and the donk of your glass. Excellent. Good. Well, we're we're um, nothing if not authentic. Um, hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. Good, but I'm good. Yeah, so you've said all day. Yeah, I'm not one to moan. But, no, um, doesn't sound like it. I have been moaning a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're moaning to me, and now uh, you're moaning to uh, people. <laughs> um. But I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. Episode one, man. Episode one. Episode one. This is where it's at. It is. Um, uh, welcome, by the way, to Commusician, um, the podcast where a comedian and a musician uh, meet up to talk about the world of comedy, the world of music, um, the world, I guess. Absolutely. And I'm really surprised that you went a comedian and a musician, because normally you you make a joke out of the musician part. Well, um, the thing is, I do normally say ish when you're a musician, but mm. you are a musician, man. You're, you're much more talented than me. Well, I mean... When it comes to music. So is a table. Uh, very true, very true. Oops, there's a little vibration there from my phone. So there's a little uh, note to self. <laughs> Keep that one tucked away. Um, but yeah, so this is this is it. This is really exciting. This is yeah. the first episode of uh, The Rest of Our Lives. and um, <laughs> No pressure. No pressure at all. Um, so we ought to kind of, I guess, reveal uh, what it what it's all about. What we're doing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So... Um, the, the kind of premise of the pod uh, is that myself, Fitz, a comedian. Um, myself, Sam, a musician. We didn't even practice that. that no, great. Not even a bit. There wasn't even a nod <laughs> in the room. <laughs> um, we, we're going to meet up every week and we're going to talk about stuff. And the, the beauty of what we both do is they're both kind of performing arts. That's quite a, a wanky term, um, but... <laughs> But that's kind of what we do. We both travel to gigs. I might have to bleep that bit because I don't know if necessarily you want to be an explicit. explicit let's see uh, where the podcast takes us. Let's see where the podcast takes us, yeah. Um, but yeah, so our, our kind of thinking behind it was, and we were we were having a drink when we were at a comedy gig, one of the gigs that I um, run, and Sam was doing sound. Um, and what a sound guy you are. Um, but, uh, mate, have you eaten chips? Yeah, I have, yeah. You bought chips and didn't even say, mother I've been trucker. here for an hour, man, waiting for you. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, I bought chips. The cheek of it. Um, so, yeah, sorry, listener, I was distracted by an empty bowl of chips uh, <laughs> and th- not the prospect of no more chips arriving. But never mind, I'm fine. Broadly fine. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, what this is all about is... Um, we we kind of we had a beer and we were thinking about a podcast it's something i've wanted to do for ages yeah me too absolutely i just i've always wanted to talk about to about music to people nice and um yeah this is it this is this is perfect because we were we were at the the firehouse one night like fit says uh, a comedy gig and we were just like we both at the same time pretty much went let's start a podcast yeah yeah and within about 10 minutes and we, was, I remember because we were like, well, I'm a comedian and, and you're a musician. There must be a way of kind of merging the two. <laughs> there was, and, yeah, yeah. And then Commusician was born. Absolutely. And yeah, within like 10 minutes, as you say, we had pretty much everything set up. <laughs> the whole Social thing. media, yeah. Twitter, email, all of that done. Uh, just in case anyone else had that idea at that exact second. And we no idea to. of our first episode. And we kind oh. of, we still, don't really, still now. No, do no, very much. Um, <laughs> but so what? what's, what's going to happen is, Every week we're going to talk about uh, a different theme. So, mm. like I said, the the world of comedy and the world of um, kind of music performance are vaguely similar. You know, we both travel to gigs, we both get on stage, we yeah. both hope there's people there. 
to listen um, and it's very often not <laughs> on occasion there is um, and while that is well that's cool there are obviously similarities yeah. there are also kind of big differences so for example the way I might prepare for a gig might be totally different to the way that you prepare for a gig yeah and the way that people heckle you on stage might be completely different and they will be completely different because <laughs> nobody has the time to shout jokes at me when I'm on stage They're and just, you can't hear them they just throw stuff <laughs> no it's, <laughs> it's brutal <laughs> I can imagine mate I've done uh, I've done a couple of gigs there's uh, uh, something called a gong show mm. and the comedy store in london uh, they have basically the premise of a gong show um comedians listening will will be familiar with these some of you will have done them and some of you will have uh, correctly avoided them um, <laughs> but basically it's it's the the premise of the the gong show is you go on stage and you get up to five minutes mm. and if you last five minutes then at the comedy store you get a hallelujah and like you beat the gong um, however, if you are That's rubbish, beautiful. Beautiful. thanks. Uh, oh. If you're rubbish, then you can get gonged off. And mate, I'll never forget when I did it. It was there was about 400 people in the comedy store. I'd mm. barely been to London, let alone to perform <laughs> in London, and I was on fourth. And the only way I can describe it is like. You know the film Gladiator? I do. Where they're in the gladiatorial arena (laughs) and everyone's just baying for blood. They just want them dead. That was what it was like for for me and for all the other acts. (laughs) And the first person did all right. The second person was terrible. Really? The third person just before me took the mick out of the second person, which they hated. (laughs) So they were literally just like, like baying for blood. And then... And then I go on and uh, the way it works at the comedy store is you get uh, the people in the audience have a red card yeah, yeah, and they put it up in the air. And if you get three red cards, that's it. You're out. Three red cards. And I got a red card after about 10 seconds and I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. And um, fortunately, I kind of fairly quickly Man United to play Liverpool the day before and Steven Gerrard went on uh, as a sub and then got sent off after about 45 seconds. And I went, that was a really quick red card. Mate, what are you, Steven Gerrard? And fortunately, people laughed, and so I, I kind of managed to carry on. But I got to 4 minutes 58 seconds, man, and I got gonged off. Oh, 4 mate. minutes 58, yeah, and I knew it was close. And, yeah, got to the end, and I was just, ah, oh, gutted. Yeah, I bet, I bet. And that's, you know what, actually? That story was brilliant, and um, I want to hear a lot more about the gong. And, in fact, I think we should give the listeners a look into that performance and you should try and remember it but what, what the material I'm, yeah oh god mate yeah, but what i'm most ago. excited about this podcast is learning stuff about comedy mm-hmm. before uh, three minutes ago i'd never heard of a gong nice so i'm really excited because every you're time you're a musician and you hadn't heard of a gong mate. right yeah exactly <laughs> so it's not something casual that I would, I, would, I would look at but i'd you know I'd, i kind of watch you and i watch the other guys that are up there and every time i'm up there and, I, and i'm just watching i'm like i'd love to give that a go I don't know what I talk about and I have no idea how to be a comedian yeah, yeah. but I would love to be one mate there's li- literally nothing stopping you well, I'm not that funny well uh, some would say that you can do comedy without being funny and uh, mm. you can give it a go that's that's what got me into it actually to be honest is I went to a few gigs and there were comedians on who who were rubbish and I was like mate I could definitely go on stage for for five minutes and not get a laugh and and i could and you were just uh, that like <laughs> you're just that brave about it yeah yeah, yeah. amazing so well, it's interesting though because i i would like to do i'd like to do a performance of music as well man I'd, i've i've got a guitar and have you i've got a guitar yeah yeah <laughs> what guitar played, have you got uh i don't know like not a, the listener cares about that uh, a fender still... it's like an acoustic a fender yeah 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 oh, so you didn't go cheap 
Oh, well, I did, yeah, because it was like probably fourth hand. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I've got, I haven't picked it up for ages, actually. That's Amazing. Not, that's not a bad idea, actually. What? Well, we, we're here talking about comedy and music. Mm. Wouldn't it be cool if like a year down the line, mate, this is an idea, actually. Wouldn't well, it be cool if a year down the line we did like a live pod, a live pod, a gig, yeah. and you do your first ever comedy gig. Oh, yeah. And I do my first ever like performance gig, uh, like singing a song or whatever. That would be amazing. That would be so good. And I mean, anybody can be funny within a year of preparation, right? So. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, in theory, I can help you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. Why don't we use the podcast? Oh, mate, what a brilliant idea. That is a brilliant idea. Let's do it. All right. So we've, we've just come up with a theme uh, for, for the actual pod. This is that we the reason really why have. we're doing it. Yeah. Oh, mate. Okay, cool. All right. Well, um, so the date today is the 2nd of March. So... Um, oh mate, so that's quite a good idea because we can have episodes where we kind of talk comedy, craft, jokes. Yeah. We can have brief episodes where we listen to me strumming along trying to learn guitar. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to hear that, but they will at some point in a year's time. They will. Ah, oh, mate, that's oh, okay. We'll do done. lessons off the mic. I'll give you guitar lessons. Well, off I'll, the mic. I'll shake you. We're shaking hands now. We're yep. shaking hands, um, which for listeners of, of the podcast is, is very much just for us. That was the wettest um, handshake I've ever had. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we had to kind of lean across the table. Um, oh, cool. Well, that's very exciting. That's really exciting. I'm, nice. I'm good for that. And we'll do it. We'll, you know, so this podcast is being recorded in lots of different places. Mm. Currently, we're at the Shipping in Exeter. I think we, yeah, this is a really cool place. This, um, this might be it. But we found we'll, it very impromptu last minute. Yeah, we did. What can only be described administrative errors not <laughs> not by me or by you actually no really no absolutely fault, by the place that we would normally record these podcasts which we're not going to attempting to yeah we're not going to bad mouth them because we love them yeah absolutely but um it, wow, what an amazing idea yeah oh wicked okay cool oh, i'm quite excited now yeah mate got my too. got my creative juices flowing That's so good um nice so, so while, while i'm on the kind of air of learning stuff about comedy mm. what made you get into it um, so I kind of alluded to it earlier, really. So basically, um, the kind of the thing that got me into it, I guess, was that I, I think I always assumed that people that did comedy mm. had this like innate knowledge or this innate skill that you couldn't learn, you know. And I looked at Billy Connolly growing up, and then to a, a bigger, to a certain extent, you know, people like Mark McIntyre is um, ob the obvious example. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just someone who's so kind of stratospherically successful. Um, but even, even like not McIntyre level, you know, people that you see on TV, you just think, oh well, they've obviously got something. And it was only when I moved to Bath, so I grew up in Devon, um, but I moved to Bath and just went along to a couple of nights and I guess kind of open mic nights. And yeah, I saw people doing stand up in inverted commas in that they were stood in front of people trying to make them laugh. Yeah, yeah. And some of them were OK and some of them were, were not. And I was like... Why? Why are they doing it, and why am I not doing it? You know. Nice man. So, um, so yeah, I, I just kind of start. I, I bought a couple of books. I just started reading about how to, how to craft jokes and how to find material and how to to do it. And and then I did my first gig and wasn't rubbish. Um, <laughs> I did I did a little bit that I regret and will forever regret doing in my first ever gig. 
it just wasn't really me like the whole the whole kind of notion of comedy or part of the notion of comedy is that you have like a persona yeah so my persona on stage is in theory my not character but you know it's it's kind of who i am on mm. stage and when i was learning i was in like a bit of a group workshop environment and the vast majority of people in that group thought that i was like a bit of a lad so they were like oh well, that's your persona you just so i kind of very ill-advised went on stage my first ever gig trying to be a bit of a lad you know kind of like think lee nelson but not as chavy and and not as funny yeah no yeah i get that yeah absolutely because you're not you're not a lad i've known you for what 18 months now or so and um yeah i wouldn't put you as a as a lad not a lad lad not a lad lad i'm a lad you you enjoy um, a drink but you're not a lad lad yeah i'm not a lad lad yeah um i don't know what a lad lad is but (laughs) but yeah so um so that was it really and i did the first gig absolutely flipping loved it and and that was it i was i was hooked that's really interesting because that's exactly what i just described to you as to why i wanted to give it a go okay just standing up in front of people going I'd like to go that. Yeah, yeah. Like just admiring them up there. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, and that's and there so is cool. there is nothing like it. And and comedy's a comedy's a um, strange in some ways. Kind of, I call it an art form, and I guess it is an art form. But it's a strange pastime because with music, you know, you can sit at home with your guitar and you mm. can practice. And in fact, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. Whereas with comedy, the only way you can practice is by being on stage in front of people. And trying it. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. I guess that's the only way that you can tell that a joke's good is by an audience reaction. And I'm presuming absolutely. you'll have jokes in the bank that will work with one audience and work with another. So it's re- even harder to judge. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've kind of learned as I've been doing it, and so I've been gigging now for six, um, six seven years. And when I kind of started it Mm. i had my five minutes or my 10 minutes of material and that was it i didn't have anything else to fall back on so it didn't matter whether i was gigging to a stag do or like a wi meeting they were getting the same shit like 100 (laughs) percent um whereas when you do a gig for a stag do and your material is grandpa's birthday party you know you suddenly realize yeah i'm gonna get torn apart yeah Wrong and so venue. you have to kind of progress. Yeah, oh, cool, yeah. man. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we, like, we kind of, in the world of music, just to make the first link of our series, it's very similar. We'll do some gigs that will be in a pub garden on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we go in with our normal set, which is quite heavy blues rock, where we're, you know, we're not screaming at the audience, but we're not being gentle with them. And it doesn't quite work as well as it will on the Saturday night when you're, you know down at the underground bar screaming at kids that want to hear that kind of, of music so yeah it's playing to your audience isn't it yeah absolutely and i guess it's, it's knowing who your audience exactly are. and it's something that you've got to learn over time i think mm. so oh cool what about you man what got you into and and tell tell me a little bit about your kind of musical history because you <clears throat> mentioned there that you play in a band but tell tell the listener and remind me because you know yeah exactly I was only vaguely listening. Yeah, yeah well i was really lucky as a kid um my parents introduced me to a lot of music um, from anywhere, you know, from Elvis to to kind of really old blues songs to a lot of country. God, Dad still listens to a lot of country. But they they got me into into music so much. And then when I was about twelve or thirteen, my sister's ex partner um, was selling his old bass guitar, and I thought, you know what, let's do it. Eighty quid I gave him for a bass guitar and an amplifier, and 
uh, he kind of like sent me on my way and I, I got it didn't really touch it that much and then was just like nah let's do it let's learn so I learned a couple of Elvis songs nice and then it just it just progressed so um, when you say you learned a couple of Elvis songs on the six string or no on a bass okay. so, yeah, so you told me the bass what songs and, um, oh, that's a good question I want to say Hound Dog was definitely the first song I ever learned on a bass nice um, and then away from that maybe Burning Love it was Burning Something and Elvis had a lot of burning noise <laughs> so who knows which one it was um, and then from that I just played at home for the next maybe six years or so until I hit college then I played in a really, really bad college band. So um, what you're saying is that during your teenage years, you spent a lot of time in your room alone practicing. Yes, that right, okay. that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, which cool. is what most teenagers do. But yeah, yeah mine yeah. was of a bass. Yes, absolutely. So um, yeah, and then I, I, I kind of took that to college and was in a little ska band, which didn't go anywhere to the point where we didn't even give ourselves a name. <laughs> and then in my local town a couple of my friends from school we made a band called Pencil Pencil, and we nice. did basically Paramore covers but with no singer so it was just all instrumental wow okay nice again appalling um, and then and then you just rubbed that part of history out rubbed that part of history out and I didn't really get you know although I played with bands I didn't totally really didn't get, get to... the Pencil reference there, did you? or <laughs> no, if you no. did you just thought it was rubbish I yeah. just yeah I completely skirted over Very that to be honest. Witty, I was trying to yeah. I was two steps ahead trying to work on what I'm going to say next it's a little insight into what you're going to get there a little bit of banter uh... and a little <laughs> bit of idiot missing it <laughs> um, yeah and then I, I guess my next steps from there were I went back to the bedroom bass guitar playing um, bought a six string so then started to learn acoustic guitar um, and then I decided, you know what, I, I'm better than playing in my bedroom. I got decent. I play horrendously loud bass guitar in my back garden at home in a very residential area. Neighbours hated it. I loved it. And um, then I thought, right, let's do it. Let's join a band. So I went out looking and found a guy who auditioned me for a band called Got Legs. Right. They were like a, a covers band. They play like Mustang Sally and stuff like that. How many like of you were in the band? There was seven of them seven yeah and i did 14 legs yes that's 14 legs that's very good yeah yeah nice Uh, (laughs) um, and i auditioned with them three times and eventually i didn't get in and it just it all came down to the fact that i hadn't played with a drummer long enough right and i just i couldn't keep my time i could play along to a track fine but you know when you play in a band timings change and you kind of you've got to adapt to that and i'd never had to really properly do that before okay um a couple of years later the lead singer calls me up stuart says he's putting together a uh, you know he wants to just put together a blues band and go away from what he was working on nice and uh, yeah that's kind of all she wrote and now Dirty Blueprint was formed from that and that Amazing. is my band at the moment so we're blues rock and we just kill it I, w- I would like to say actually I'm <clears throat> one of the like I think similar to yourself you know one of the things I'm really excited for about this pod is learning more about music because yeah, yeah. you know I like what I like um, but <clears throat> I don't know I don't know much about it there's loads of musicians I won't have heard of and yeah. likewise there's loads of comedians that I'll be able to kind of bring you on to as well so oh, very exciting yeah man yeah it was really cool and you know Dirty Blueprint or you'll probably get to know them listeners as DB that's just what we call them short because we wholeheartedly regret the name Dirty Blueprint do um, you? Yeah, we do. Why? Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. At the t- we so we spent weeks trying to find a band name. Right. Like, and I mean weeks of just constant messaging each other, phone calls between the four of us. It's hard though, because that's a big, right. it's, it's a big thing. It's isn't the biggest it? thing. It's the biggest part of your band is like, oh, what are you guys called? Uh, Dirty Blueprint. <laughs> like it doesn't so you say it with confidence, though. Yeah, you do. You do, and we do now. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it took a long time to get to the confidence level. <laughs> but the, where it came from was we really wanted to be called Blueprint because we're kind of blues rock. Right. And we wanted to kind of take... A like, real fan of newspapers. Um, obviously a real fan of newspapers. No, but <laughs> <laughs> Nice. There's another quip for you listeners. Um, we wanted to kind of, you know, take blues back to its essence, but add in a real lot of modern stuff to it and okay. kind of give it some real guts. Um, and then... Turns out the blueprint is a is a rapper in America. Uh, right. Not the kind of person by the looks of him that you want to try and steal his name. <laughs> He's probably got nine mil in his pocket. Nice. <laughs> so then we chucked dirty on the front of it because every time that one of us would come up with a riff, uh, we would say, "Mate, that sounds so dirty." Right. Okay. And dirty blueprint was formed. Nice. Which was like, yeah, we got a name. Yeah, yeah. Six months down the line, we're like, yeah, we got a name. <laughs> <sighs> but. You know, Dave Grohl regrets calling his band Foo Fighters. Well, so if he can regret that, we can regret Dave Blue. Yeah, yeah. And I think they've I think they've done all right, haven't they, really? They yeah, they're doing okay. Yeah. You've yeah, got yeah. a um you've got a Foo Fighters uh, emblem emblazoned on your arm. I do, you? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Sam's um Sam's got a real interesting tattoo. Um let's talk about your tattoo, man, because um okay. so I when I first met you, that was one of the first things I saw. Oh. Um, which and it's really cool it's really cool we'll get a photo um, it might have to be a couple of photos and we'll put it on the uh, Commusician socials let's do it um, where can we find those by the way Sam we can find it's those a seamless it's, link into it's that at Commusician pod yeah. everywhere it is no matter what, what social you're using and we'll put it on all of them yeah nice Yeah. Oh, although MySpace um, is is one that we haven't activated our Commusician pod and Bebo yet. do you remember Bebo but we will I didn't, never really got into Bebo to too be old for Bebo too old for Bebo. What an odd sentence. Um, <laughs> I guess I probably was. I mean, I don't even know what it was. But the thing is, I was kind of on. I was making waves on MySpace while you were just. I, I was going to come up with something really horrible then, but I, I don't want to. Um, I was making waves on MySpace while you That's were. Comedian for you got nothing right there, isn't it? Uh, Save me, Sam. I'm, I'm a comedian that had very little sleep last night. My little girl. <laughs> Was not uh, up for sleeping oh, last mate. night. I'm sorry. She's um. She, this is very boring. Um. But yeah. So I've got a little girl who's nearly two. Um. But she loves sucking her fingers. That's like her comfort thing. And she's full of snot. So she's literally she's trying to go to sleep. She's sucking her fingers to try and sleep. And then she wakes up screaming because she can't breathe. Mm. Um. So yeah, I had a had a bit of a late night with a gig, and then got back and had to deal with that. So. Oh bless you. You for every kind of amazing. Oh, that's fourteen uh, legs in. Um, um, in your band uh, there will be one or two of those where I'm just like um, um I can't talk uh, now. which is fine you've got to take the rough with the smooth right? at the end of the day it's it's the rough with the smooth that makes a good podcast isn't it well you know, I'm hoping so the listeners yeah. are here for the rough <laughs> let's face it and there'll be plenty of rough absolutely um, nice man you're tuning in you're to sound, sound. co-musician Cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, sorry. Um, so we'll get your tattoo on, but yes. um, but tell yeah, tell us. Uh, so describe it to the listeners. I've basically on my left arm. I've got the biggest regret of my life, which is the worst <laughs> tattoo you've ever seen. It's when not I, even one tattoo. It's actually three. When I was eighteen, I must have been a day over eighteen, and I was just like, "Let's go get a tattoo." So I got three guitar plexums on my left arm, all in one go. All in one go, Oof. and they are awful. Wow. Because of it's not so much the fact that they're plectrums. We're not putting this on the socials. I'm just going to lightly describe it. It's because in one of them, there's a beach scene. In the other one, there's a really bad guitar. In one of them, there's some kind of tribal heart thing. And then there's some words on there. We don't need to say them. We do. Um, okay, we cool. Do. So it's live your dreams, not your life. Because apparently, 
you don't need to live you live your life according to 18 year old sam <laughs> um, i will say though i did go to the tattoo artist and say i want that but without the words and he went nah mate they're really cool in a complete stoner voice and i was just like okay cool yeah i gave into peer pressure that tattooist literally doesn't remember you yeah doesn't remember no, doing he's, that. he's got no idea of that morning <laughs> let alone. Uh, it's on you forever and ever. so what i needed to do i needed to redeem myself and i've you know, the idea of this tattoo on my left arm mm. was to, to kind of put out the fact that I love music. Okay. And to to kind of embed that in my skin. And advertise the fact. And advertise the fact. And what I've done on my right arm is I've done like a... Um, what would you call it? Like a... A tribute piece. A tribute piece, Kind yeah. of like a collage almost. 100%, yeah. A tribute piece to all of the artists that, and, and the bands that have ever got me playing music. Mm. Wanted me to learn something new. Have just got me inspired there's folks like you've heard me talk about elvis already Jimi hendrix rage against the machine foo fighters real big fish prince there's loads on here mm. and i will go up i've just got to be brave enough to do the you know the inside bit of your your elbow <laughs> um which i'm not quite there yet but okay, yeah you, I, I got that and we get a musician logo tattooed on us each 100 <laughs> percent. well let's see how many of these episodes we can put out first shall we? <laughs> if we if we get to it, it, Let's go crazy. If we get to 10,000 subscribers... All right. Because that's quite a lot. 10,000 subscribers. If we we ever get to 10,000 subscribers, we will live live stream us both getting a musician tattoo. Sounds like a plan. That's... I mean, that's a bold claim. Yeah. And now I've said it, I both really want that to happen and also really don't want that to happen. All right. No, let's do it. No, I do. I do. Let's do it. 10,000 subs and we will... Tattoo ourselves with the Commusician logo yeah, nice. that I designed in about ten minutes. Yeah, you did. Yeah, on pages <laughs> on my Mac. <laughs> Don't tell that. Don't re- reveal behind yeah. the magician's cloth. <laughs> but yeah, no, the tattoo. I love it, and now I'm really, really worried because I'm thinking it's going to get spoiled by a Commusician logo. But we'll work that out later we'll, on down the line. You don't have to do it on that arm. You can do it somewhere else. Uh, okay, I'll probably do it on my left arm because that's a right off <laughs> now. <isn't it? laughs> um, on the um, on the subject of tattoos, actually, mm. uh, this this is genuinely true. Do you ever see the program Tattoo Fixers? I do. So there was this. Uh, there's a few episodes that spring to mind, but there's one. There was a, a guy who was a Liverpool fan, and he had uh, a very famous kind of Liverpool saying tattooed on his leg. And he was a motorbiker, and he had a crash. And anyway, long story short, they had to amputate part of his leg. He's fine, but they had to amputate part of his leg. And so he went on tattoo fixes because what was on his leg basically was just a, a liver bird, and it just said, you'll never walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, bless him. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. And I, obviously, I feel bad. But Yeah, absolutely. But the, the, surely the, the surgeon <laughs> who did that must have been like, well... Let's just do it. Sod it. Um, Unless he's a United fan, or even worse, an Everton fan. Oh, but he wouldn't have got. He wouldn't have had that tattooed on him if he was. That's about the amount of knowledge I've got on football. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm a a massive, massive Man United fan, and we are. We hate Liverpool. It's like in our kind of genes to to hate them, Mm. and but even so, and I've got friends who would kill me for even mentioning this. But um, there's the the song "You'll Never Walk Alone." I've I've not been to Anfield uh, to to see it kind of in the flesh, but I've seen footage of the whole stadium singing that song, and the atmosphere on like big European nights, and the atmosphere is just incredible. And Liverpool at the moment are doing really really well, which I hate. 
Um, but I'm, and I'm not jealous of anything because United have had a lot of um, success and I've yeah. been very, very lucky to live through it. Um, but if there was one thing, I wish Man United had like a song like that that could mm. get the whole kind of thing, the whole stadium up and up and Adam, as it were. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Up and Adam. Up and Adam. Come <laughs> on, <lad. laughs> you can take the boy out of Devon, but you can't take the Devon out of the boy. Absolutely, absolutely. See, it's funny actually. I don't want to keep going on about football. We'll stop this very quickly. Yes, yeah, but, but yeah. I used to love football. All right. And you might not know about this about me, but I was a real big Middlesbrough fan, <laughs> like huge, nice. huge okay. Borough fan. Like back to the stages, I used to have T-shirts with Viduka on the back, like right, yeah, talking yeah. like early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. When I was small. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, so kind then, of um, just after like Ravenelli and yeah, just yeah, Giannino, just the Anderson. other side of those guys. Yeah, you kind of got your your Viducas into your Hasselbanks, those sort of players. Very nice. And it was it was amazing, and it was great. And then they got relegated, and then it got worse. And I just gave up, and I haven't watched football since really, other than other than watching England. I'll always support those lads. Those don't know, lads. don't know who any of them are. <laughs> um, yeah, the last, and so that's it. That's my football reference. Oh, and the fact that I now listen to the Peter Crouch podcast. Nice. Which is always good. Good podcast. Very good podcast. I'm sure they need a plug from us as well. 100%. <laughs> well, it's not so much a plug, but they actually have a really cool handle, and I think it's something that we should try and adopt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's uh, past the pod. Past the pod, yeah. So yeah. if you are liking this, I know we've railroaded this completely talking about football. And but only just started. And only just started. Well, you said we're 28 minutes in. Are we? Yeah. 28 minutes, flown by. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, if you are liking this episode of Com Musician and mm. you think, you know what, somebody else needs to hear this, go on, pass the pod. That's what. That's how we will make a living. Yeah, definitely. And one of those, one of those things. And I'm stealing this from another great podcast, which mm. is the Have a Word podcast, which um, I thoroughly recommend. It's two comedians from kind of the Manchester Liverpool area talking, talking nonsense, but it's hilarious nonsense. Um, but one of the things that they um, kind of recommend is if you've got like whatsapp groups with your mates if you've enjoyed this and you know you enjoy subsequent episodes which we hope you do then yeah just tell your mates pop it in a pop it in a, a group chat and just ask people to kind of listen you know the whole hope of what we're doing is that if you like comedy and you like music then there'll be something here for you and um, did you know, by the way, that comedy is, you know, like the podcast kind of segments, mm. different um, genres, podcasts, uh, comedy podcasts make up uh, 80% of the top 200. Do they really? Yeah. So I think wow. it's good that we've got like a bit of a music angle as well. <laughs> yeah. to try and <laughs> Another angle in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good note that actually, maybe the listeners might want to know, because we both wanted to start a podcast, mm. but what kind of podcast you listen to? What made you want to, what podcast made you want to create a podcast? Really good question. So um, I listen to I listen to quite a lot, to be honest. So mm. I listen to Football Weekly. Um, I listen to like football podcasts. Um, I like there's a '90s football one with uh, Josh Widdicombe, wow. uh, okay. which is very good. Um, and then the kind of true crime. There's quite a lot of true crime stuff that I like. Oh, there's some good true crime. There is, there, yeah, there? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the serial, the first episode, the first series oh. of Serial was was brilliant. Have you, you listened know? to the second series? Yeah, I've listened to bits of it. It was, I don't know, it just. It didn't kind of grab me in the same way. See, I've only listened to the second series. Really? I haven't done the first series yet. Oh and the God. second series, like, had me. Oh, wow, So mate. going through the different courtrooms, I loved it. Oh, mate, yeah. For the series, yeah, season one. Again, we're, we're very much plugging... Um, more or less the most famous podcasts kind of out there but but that's great um, get you into podcasts they, they are very very good and mm. um, <clears throat> more excuse me um, more kind of 
in a similar vibe, something that I'd love to kind of emulate. Uh, yeah. Two of my favourite, or one of my favourite pods is um, the Ellis James and John Robbins. Oh, that was a good podcast. Yeah. yeah. So the Radio X one that they did, yeah. um, you know, I, I absolutely love that because yeah. basically it's two friends who, yeah, they're comedians and they're both very, very funny in their own right, but they're both really different. Yeah. So you've got uh, kind of unique traits of, of each. And the podcast, what I loved about it is that it kind of evolved. So essentially it was their radio show yeah. and they kind of put it into podcast format, but it got uh, a real following. And it was because they talked quite openly about things like mental health and the struggles that they had had. Yeah. And John Robbins, uh, during one of the episodes, he was he'd kind of recently broken up with his girlfriend and um, Ellis James described it as the darkness of Robbins. <laughs> and so a, a year or so later, John Robbins wrote a show and took it to Edinburgh called The Darkness of Robbins and he won Best Show Wow! at the Edinburgh Fringe. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's really That's cool. That's so cool. And what's, what's really cool about that podcast, one of the things that I both love and hate you for is that you got me into that podcast and then two weeks later, <laughs> they had their final episode. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they talk very about very current stuff, mm-hmm. what's in the news today. Mm. So to go back in time yeah. doesn't really make much sense. But but equally, I think there's still value in it, you know. Yeah. There's a uh, something called being a retro one So if you go back to the first one and, and listen to them all, yeah, yeah. Then, and, and I've done that. And I've done that with a podcast called Stuff You Should Know. Okay, Just cool. to try and learn loads of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I haven't retained any of it. But yeah, it was, it, you know, just as interesting. But that's enough about other people's podcasts. Let's focus on ours, shall we? Well, absolutely, yeah. But no, I think I think you're right. I think it's good to kind of know what's what's out there, and and ultimately, you know, I love the idea of uh, of people perhaps going to work or you know doing the housework or whatever, and listening to us, and hopefully finding out a little bit more about comedy and about music, and yeah, we'll see how we go. Yeah, I totally agree. Get in touch. And I already know of one person that's going to listen, hopefully to more episodes, but definitely to our first one. And and he's a Bobby. He's a Bobby. A Bobby police right. officer. Right. Okay. Just thought, in case you didn't get that. I thought that's what you meant, but I was like, why? 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 <laughs> I'm just really oh, hoping. Do you mean that, Rich? <laughs> oh, I do mean Rich. Yeah. Oh, good. And I'm just really, really hoping that he's going to be next to somebody in the car and go. You know what? Let's kill the radio for a minute. Let's turn it all off. Let's go grab ourselves a coffee and let's just listen to Cobb Musician for half an hour. Screw all the 999 calls. Let's just sit here in our car and just We won't mention his surname in case he actually does that. And it's 100%, a yeah. travesty uh, for the funds that, yeah. that the British taxpayer pays. Um, but <laughs> just, just a shout out to our first, you know, our first listener right there. Yeah. <laughs> our first guaranteed listener. I do love the idea, actually. I don't know if they're, if they're allowed to, to play podcasts when they've got, um, you know, people they've just arrested in the back but um that would be that would be great <laughs> it wasn't me pal i didn't do it <laughs> shut up you're listening to commusician as <laughs> if we repent if we um make make a criminal repent and change their ways wouldn't it be the greatest this yeah that'd be really cool greatest. yeah yeah i really uh, want to get into comedy lad i was uh, <laughs> i was uh, i was with rich actually and oh, yeah. we were uh, walking down exeter high street and we saw a guy run out of poundland 
being chased by security and he kind of got caught and I mean that's a low isn't it if you're stealing from Houndland that is that is a real low yeah it doesn't bode well uh, it doesn't bode well no and uh, and yeah so this this security guard was there and Rich kind of went over as he was he was training at the time but he went over to observe and uh, the police turned up and said, oh, we're arresting you on suspicion of, of stealing two bottles of shampoo. And the guy went, no, pal, you can't do that. It was buy one, get one free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which yeah, I just true loved. story. Yeah, That's so great. Yeah, that's got to be in your set, surely. It is, it is, uh, I've never said that on stage, actually. That but... needs to be a joke. Yeah, that's good. Or I can have it for my gig in a year. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you come to our live show, ladies and gents, then, uh, yeah. We'll... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. That's Sam's joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Oh, cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, and um, the, the kind of bit that we're going to do, or try and do, we can't guarantee every week, but we're going to try and do a little bit of news. Mm. So... You know, we're going to try, I think our plan was... We'll come up with a jingle as well. We will come up with a jingle. Our plan was, I'll do comedy news as a musician to try and learn a bit more. And you'll do music news as as a comedian. And so we both came here tonight and we've both come here with exactly the same story. Um, Which, by the way, is an absolute banger. It is an absolute banger. I've got the article <laughs> up here, so some of this might just be reading, but... I'll try my best not to read it. Read a little bit and then we'll talk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, Joe Lysett, the comedian, absolute hero, has legally changed his name to Hugo Boss in a bid to take over the fashion empire. The comic took the drastic action in response to the brand taking aggressive legal action against anyone using the word boss in their name. For example, last year, Swansea-based Boss Brewing had to shell out nearly 10 grand defending it in a trademark battle. That's a lot of money for a, like a small brewery. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Joe Lysett said, no, not having it. And it's more than likely to do with his comedy show that he runs every year. And it's probably be a massive part of that. But he's now branded himself and legally changed his name to Mr. Hugo Boss. What do you make on that, Fitz? Um, so I, I've gigged with Joe. And Have you? He's phenomenal. Like, phenomenal superb superb comedian I didn't you were at that level he deserves oh well I'm not at his level anywhere near but you know I've been fortunate enough to kind of share the stage that's amazing um, yeah congratulations um, thanks mate yeah. Um, but yeah so he's he is properly properly funny like funny bones one of those one of those mm. people and he's kind of been on a bit of a um, a one man crusade almost uh, I think he's got a, a show on BBC maybe on the radio about um, kind of trading standards and he, he takes does it's a Channel 4 series yeah yeah absolutely I'm trying to find the name of it Got Your Back I think got is the name back. of it Got Your Back yeah 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 and yeah he'll go and like you know if, if people have been defrauded or anything like that yeah. he will go and try and get their money back from the banks and... Uh, exactly and he does lots of um, he does lots of kind of tweets to you know big businesses who the customer service hasn't been very good and mm. he tweets um <laughs> i remember when it was the um uh, theresa may was still prime minister and she was having a bit of a tough time he just every day would just tweet her saying you okay hun um <laughs> so so he's 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 brilliant and um i mean it takes it takes um some bottle if you'll pardon the pun absolutely they do aftershave right Hugo Boss yeah they do indeed. yeah there yeah. you go take some bottle good very good genius proud of you um, thanks man um, so, but it, it must like that's a big thing to literally change your name by Deepal that is a huge thing 100% because uh, yeah. I don't know if you've read the actual kind of the document but it's it's the cha- you change your name by Deepal so it means that on any form that you fill in ever that's your legal net. Do you see his signature as well? No, I haven't done it. No. <laughs> Have a look at his signature, uh, which again we'll we'll tweet when the episode goes out. Um, 
but it is it is very very funny and yeah I think I think fair play yeah absolutely I don't know if it's something I would necessarily do. No, um, but I completely get it because I, I, you know, I see the point of trying to, you know, why would a big company care about a tiny little brewery in Swansea? Yeah, yeah. Like, just be done with it. I've actually just realised I 100% would do that. Yeah. And actually, I wish that I thought of it first. I right. would definitely change my name to, to something like that because not that he needs it because he's a phenomenal comic, um, but... Imagine, imagine gigging with Hugo Boss. <laughs> imagine being the compere and saying, right, ladies and gents, your headline act for this evening, please welcome to the stage, Hugo Boss. Yeah, right. And then Joe Lysett walks on. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's not, mate, he's, not, he's literally not called Joe Lysett That's anymore. very true. Yeah, no, his really his name point. is Hugo Boss. Do you reckon he'll go back? I, I don't know. I hope he doesn't. I hope he keeps it forever. The artist formerly known as Hugo Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that was brilliant. What I, a good bit of news. I think I think that's a great bit of news and I think um yeah, fair fair play to him for for standing up for, you know, the 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 little guy as it were. Absolutely. Um and yeah, it'd be interesting to interesting to see what happens. Should we try should we try a tactic? Just had idea off the top of my head. Okay. This could get cut. Okay. Um should we try and make the news that we give each week? A positive bit of news. Oh yeah, 100%. like that is hundred percent. Like anything negative, let's yeah, just yeah. cut it off. Yeah, yeah. That, let's mate, not hear enough, about anything bad. There's enough negative news. Yeah, right, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, unless unless it's funny, and then <laughs> in this case we'll put it on. <laughs> unless we can make a cracking joke out well, of it. So my my mantra in life has has for as long as I can remember has always been if the humour outweighs the harshness then it's fine <laughs> so in other words like my mates have ripped it out of me for years yeah, for yeah. years and years and most of the time it's funnier than it is harsh yeah. and so it's fine but if like if if I see someone being bullied then that's not funny you know that's that's yeah. harsh um, so yeah I think I think that's a, a fair mantra um, on the subject of deed poll mm. um, by the way I don't know if you know this so my my full name is Daniel Fitzhenry and the surname Fitzhenry is quite or Fitz anything is quite unusual uh, do you know what Fitz means? I don't when I met you I was just like he's got to be German <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of people call me Fritz yeah or Fritzl Fritzl so. boy, he was Austra- Austrian wasn't he he was yeah yeah. Australia Australia <laughs> G'day Fritzl G'day Fritzl <laughs> Just going to pop down the old dungeon um, <laughs> Anyone anyone seen my daughter? Um, There's that positive news Oh yeah we'll, we'll cut that That's right. she's out um, Yeah fine. she is She's probably fine um, If you're listening We love you Elizabeth If that's your name um, She probably changed it right Ironically by Depot <laughs> um, But so the, word, the name Fitz uh, Apparently means Bastard son of so my surname means Daniel, bastard son of Henry. Um, yeah, apparently so. But the the other kind of fact about it, which I was told I used to do door-to-door sales, and I, I remember knocking on an old woman's door and uh, selling her gas and electric. But anyway, she found saw my surname, and she was like, oh, did you know you can't change your name by deed poll to Fitz something because it's descended from royalty? And I was like, yes. I wow. will take that. Go I didn't on. know it, but yeah. So that fact has come from one little old lady that you were trying to con into buying your product. And I have told whenever the the, the conversation or topic of deed poll has come up, mm. uh, or someone's gone, "Oh, bastard, shut up!" Yeah, um, then I've uh, yeah, I've mentioned it. So oh, nice. There you go. Good man. Cool. Well, I'm I'm really happy that you know <laughs> your entire time trying to sell people door to door, being that guy that most people slam their doors at. Mate, a lot of people do that, and I would too. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, you took away from that one comment that little lady said to you. I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm and really it, really and happy. in one one week, once I took away sixteen hundred pounds, 
Um, from little old ladies. No, well, some of them were little old ladies. Some of them were. <laughs> some of them were. I'm not judging you. I'm. I'm not. You got to make a living. You have. Yeah. yeah. Go out there and do it, people. It's, mate, it's hard. Door to door sales. If you're, I don't know if you could listen to the pod while you're doing door to door sales, but in fact, door to door sales is an industry that that's kind of on the decline. Yeah. Wherever you go now, you'll see those stickers. Quite rightly, you know, if you're at home, you don't want to be getting annoyed. But, but yeah, I did it um, for a long time. What, like, what's the worst? What's the worst job you've ever had? The worst job I've ever had. Yeah. Whore. Um, Whore. Whore. <laughs> no. Uh, so, well, I, I don't know. I've I've been a I've been a waiter boy. Tell you the a waiter boy. A waiter boy. A waiter man. I wasn't a man. I was definitely a boy. I was maybe just a waiter. Eh? <laughs> uh, like the greasiest, dodgiest cafe ever. But I think the worst one for me was my first one of my first like proper jobs. I say proper jobs. I was like fourteen. Was at like a quad bike place right very local to devon yeah very near, local near to mid devon yeah near the m5 you one. might know the name i won't say it out loud <laughs> but he the, the guy <coughs> that me. used to run that used to get us like me 14 year old kid either sitting on the back of a quad teaching somebody how to drive it wow or with a bushwhacker and i mean like a full-on strimmer with a metal blade on the end of it cutting down weeds and bushes and things like that wow as a 14 year old kid no health and safety checks yeah, no since, nothing mate you couldn't even do that and you know what i take home every day <laughs> a tenner a tenner a tenner mate until i turned 16 and he upped it to 20 quid wow and that was how long and, were your days yeah uh, they would start at eight eight o'clock in the morning i think they would and they'd probably go on until about six so, or so. like a proper day like a full-on work day mate. and i'd come home with about a tenner yes yeah. yeah, so I, i'm i'm now gonna feel really bad because that's that's quite bad and i don't mean to like it's child labor that's yeah. what that was <laughs> well i don't mean to trump your story of woe because no, that no, is quite bad trump away my but friend. on um on christmas day a few, oh god how old so me and my brother must have been like i would have been maybe 15 he would have been 14 and my mum bless her was working uh, as a waitress not in a cocktail bar but um in in a hotel yeah and <clears throat> excuse me and she was working Christmas Day. And so it was basically like, well, we'll work Christmas Day as well, you know. So we worked Christmas Day in this um, hotel that was doing Christmas Day lunches. Mm. So we helped with prepping, like cooking loads of food and uh, obviously washing up and, and serving and all sorts. You know, we, we were there the whole day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, on Christmas Day, at the end of the day, <laughs> we got paid £5 an hour. <laughs> which is fine, yeah. split in two. So we got paid £2.50 each an hour on Christmas Day. And it's just... Oh. How old were you again? Like a teenager, oh, you know. Oh, mate, I'm yeah. so sorry. Oh, mate, it was it was up there with... with I got I got a pack of donuts for my 16th birthday. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, think, I think my dad forgot it was my birthday on, on his way to see me. <laughs> and he happened to go shopping on the way there. Um, but I love, I love your dad and mum. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that was not not probably not my worst job. I don't know what my worst job would be. Not but not your best Christmas by the sounds of it. Definitely not. No, no, I've had better. Oh man, I'm so sorry, but that's that's got to be up there as worst jobs because that's the worst outcome as well. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a good one. What, oh, a, what well, a bleak end to the section. Yeah, what a bleak end to probably the end of the episode because yeah. we're at forty six minutes. We're we're there. That's I would a, say that's a strong. That's a strong. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've I've had a great time, mate. Yeah, I've so had a great time. We've the aim the aim of this was to kind of introduce ourselves and introduce mm -hmm. the pod hopefully i mean we've come up with an idea mid pod 
uh, about what the pod's yeah. actually going to be. Absolutely. So, so that's yeah. quite cool. I think what we did in this entire episode, and if anybody out there still listening, <laughs> what we did is in we addressed that in the first ten minutes. Yeah. And then just had just, a chat. It just had a chat, and that's you know what? If you don't like it, that's probably what this is going to be about. We're going to have a theme. We're going to talk ten minutes on this. Do a bit of news, and we're just going to have a chat. Yeah. So listen in if you like the sound of our voices. I mean, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. I mean, the other thing is that we are 100% open to do suggestions. So like mm-hmm. I say, each each week we're going to have a theme. So um, next week's show uh, is, or next week's pod is going to be about our first ever gig. And that is as a performer and as like a, a, a punter, if you like. Um, but then each week we'll cover a different theme. And we've already, we're also going to have special guests. So we're going to have uh, musicians, comedians, and occasionally even comedy musicians um, who are going to come along, and we're going to find out uh, a little bit about them and what they do. And and yeah, if if you if you want to get in touch, guys, please please do. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, um, do. What's the best What's the best way of doing that? Sam? Best way is got to be our email. Yeah, uh, which so. is commusicianpod at gmail dot com. Yeah, email that, and we will reply. The other thing to small disclaimer: Sam hates me for this. Um, Sam is most likely to see it first. First, um, because how many emails have you got in your inbox currently? Uh, none. Right. Okay. No, I'm completely up to date, and okay. that's the way it remains. Okay. Cool. Cool. How many have you got? Uh, currently, about four thousand eight hundred and fifty. Oh, it hurts. It does hurt, and I really want to. That's a good question to ask our audience. That is a good question. Yeah. When do you get in touch? Us. Email. Yeah. Us. When do you get in touch? Tell us how many emails you've got in your yeah, inbox. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Are you Team Sam or Team Fitz at that? Oof. So I'd like to be Team Sam. In that respect, um, mm, not I'd like the, you to be teams. Not in the well. tattoo stakes. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> although Gosh. I've I've got I've got a horror show a tattoo which I'll uh, explain uh, at some point as well. You will in, you will now um, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so do get in touch. We're on uh, we're on all the socials as well at mm-hmm. Commusician Pod. That's uh, Commusician like co musician, I guess. Yeah. Um, and this has been a lot of fun so thank you very much for listening absolutely yeah thank you very much everybody it's I'm really looking forward to uh, to next week yeah thank you Fitz have a nice week you too bye bye thank you for listening to Com Musician Pod intro music was Gangster Life by Dirty Blueprint this podcast was brought to you by Fitz and Sam see you next week <laughs>